ever considered a career in diagnostics? Let's learn a little bit more about what that looks like today with Madison Odomerick, a wife, boy mom, German short-haired pointer owner, Wild West cowgirl turned Floridian, animal health professional, and equestrian. We will talk breaking into animal health and balancing it all. Let's grow, Thrivers. Hey, friend. Welcome to the Thriving Equine Professional. Are you wondering how to make connections to build a career in the equine industry? Not sure where to look for the support you'll need to land a dream job? Maybe you're feeling frustrated or stuck. Hey, I'm Jody. I was that girl with no clue how to navigate landing a great career in animal health, but I knew this is where I wanted to be. I look back and cannot believe the roles I've landed and the people I call friends. Inside this podcast, you will meet key connections, build your career confidence, and find the advice you may not know you need. So if you're ready to grow your career and thrive in a job that you are passionate about, you're in the right place. Get the ponies fed and fill those water buckets. It's time to grow, girl. Welcome back, Thrivers. We have an exciting episode for this Thriving Thursday, and we are going to take a look at a career option in equine that we have not discussed at all on this podcast. And so I am excited to introduce to you one of my new friends. I always call my connections new friends, but Madison, I want to let you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about who you are, what your role is, and what segment you work in in the thriving equine industry. So Madison, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jody. Thanks for having me. Yes. Hey, uh, my name is Madison O'Domarok, and I am, I would say, originally from the Wild West. So I originally was a you know, cowgirl, grew up riding horses out west in Oregon. And then um, met my husband out there, and then we moved to North Carolina. Now we live in Florida, so now I'm a, so I was a Wild West girl turned Floridian. I have two little boys, two German short-haired pointers. Life is busy, but good, and I work in animal health, and I work for Ellie Diagnostics as their director of sales for the East. Absolutely. So you covered a lot there, but I did want our listeners to know straight away that we're going to dive into this career opportunity that is diagnostics and has become really an important part and segment of animal health. But I wanted everyone to hear, and, and you know, really, Madison, I wanted you to have to pronounce your last name for me. I was pretty sure I could do Odomeric, but I wanted you to be the one to say it. So I really didn't mess it up. So Madison, thanks again for joining us. But you are boy mom, dog mom, and Floridian now. So we talked a little bit about how you have made that journey across the country. And what I love to do for our listeners is kind of dive in to the journey of your career evolution. We have so many students that are listening and they're 
asking questions really about that student to professional transition and that early career time, what to do and who to know and how to do it. So let's go to the beginning first and talk a little bit about your journey from student to professional. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so I was, um, I went to Oregon State University where I majored in animal science. I am one of those who went to school, thought I was going to be a veterinarian and that kind of change. I then focused on actually beef cattle. But during my time at Oregon State, I actually what feel uh, lucky enough to get, uh, I had an internship opportunity with MWI Animal Health in uh, 2013 and pretty um, excited about that opportunity where some really amazing people, uh, they know who they are, uh, but in the Pacific Northwest took a chance on me and hired me uh, as a temporary employee for MWI. So got to really get exposed to the sales side of the veterinary industry that I didn't really know that existed, to be honest, as a, a student at the time at Oregon State. And through that experience, just some really awesome territory managers in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho really took me under their wing and really kind of became my mentors. Um, even to this day, I'm still in, in contact with some of them. And they really helped kind of teach me truly how to make a difference in the veterinary practice. And I would say that is where my passion for diagnostics specifically really started, even with a, a manager that I reported to who has a ton of experience in diagnostics. And so even working as a distributor, they um, really showed me how to really set yourself apart and really provide value for the veterinarian when it comes to diagnostics and capital equipment. And through that experience, they, they ultimately hired me permanently. So as a, a full-time employee, and I ended up working my way up you know, through MWI and then eventually had my own territory in Southern Oregon. So um, it was definitely a great experience. And so that's, that's kind of how I uh, started and, and broke into the, the industry. Yeah. And you do, you talk about breaking into the animal health industry. And I think there are a couple takeaways there for our listeners. The first of which is the importance of internships, right? So that internship that you went into, I think it's really important to point out that we don't have to know and maybe shouldn't really know exactly what we want to do and where we want to go. And that's normal. And so you took that internship and you mentioned making a difference and learning about sales. I think that that's also when in those experiences, we learn about the difference between distribution and manufacturers and making a difference. And you mentioned the word value. So I, those are words I pick right up on that. We are really here to bring value to our customers. So whatever we may think about a sales role, it truly is 
creating relationships and bringing value. So I just love that part of your journey. And I wanted to make sure that we kind of highlight what came of that and how much you learned about what you were passionate about and what opportunities were out there. And then you were able to step into a full-time role that was that first step of your long-term career. So here we are, right, after an internship kind of created that yellow brick road. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. The the yellow brick road. Yeah, I love that. But um, yeah, I mean, and that would be kind of my advice to people that are students in, you know, different universities across the country is to definitely look for those internship opportunities because they're out there and so many amazing companies in animal health offer them. And that is just something that you can really be exposed to. And like you said, Jody, just skills and tools, you know, that I didn't even know that I had in me that kind of were pulled out of me through mentorships and, and everything with my time at MWI. And then that ended up kind of blazing the trail for my career path to what it is today. So it's definitely a great experience. Yeah, without a doubt. I want to also just back up a little bit because one of the messages that I also love to share is our ability to be versatile. And there are times when I think, especially within the equine industry, if as we go to school and we're at colleges and universities and we have this passion for equine, there are times that I think that we can get a little bit narrow-minded or perhaps have our blinders on. And so you mentioned your time at Oregon State and the Meat Center and the Beef Ranch. And I want to go back to that, Madison, and have you talk a little bit about the power or the impact of being versatile across species and segments, if you will, that when we want to pursue a long-term career in animal health, even if we have a passion toward equine, there is so much value that is brought if we are also bringing experiences outside of equine only. So I know that some of our listeners have heard me talk about my time at Western Kentucky University working on the dairy farm and working across the university farm. But talk to us about your collegiate experience and how important that that was to be in production agriculture in addition to equine. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I love my time at Oregon State. I love, um, I consider myself a lifelong learner. So I love school. But yeah, so I mean, my whole journey really started as my love for horses and passion as an equestrian, because that's really where everything kind of began. But um, through my time at Oregon State, I was, I rode uh, for them on for IHSA. And so I rode horses and everything competitively, ended up getting uh, my varsity letter with them, uh, which was exciting to be on the equestrian team and through that opportunity. But through kind of the clubs that I got involved in at Oregon State, I became very passionate about actually beef cattle. And they have a cow-calf operation there that I worked on and then also worked at the meat center as well. And, And I think just Really, what I learned the most was just the have, first having a, a true respect for ranchers across the state of Oregon. I, I loved being involved with that, with the Oregon Cattlemen's Association as well. I mean, I didn't grow up on a farm or a ranch. Um, I was just a, a crazy horse girl that uh, <laughs> rode horses my whole life. But um, through my, my time at Oregon State, just 
really understanding like how what it means to have a cow calf operation and the whole uh, you know life cycle and everything of the cow and the the respect of the land and how where your food comes from and being what we say at Oregon State an advocate was very passionate about that and you know working with some really great professors and made friends with a lot of people who uh, students you know that grew up on a dairy farm and were a part of uh, the Tillamook Co-op and everything or have. 40,000 acres in Eastern Oregon and raise cattle. And some of those people are still, um, you know, really good friends of mine and, and my husband's to this day. And so I think that was just so neat is just getting immersed into that kind of life that I didn't know that existed, you know, being an equestrian and seeing how, how these uh, ranchers and everything across the state work and then learning more about cattle in general. Yes. And I do. I think that it really makes an impact on our resume and our ability to connect with animal health professionals that are able to open additional doors to us because so many of the roles in animal health may not be specifically equine. So I wanted to highlight that and what I feel is a really good spend of our time and energy when we are able to through our college career and early career, pursue things other than equine only. And I think that does bring us to what we talked about as far as there is equine, there's production or food animal, there's companion animal. I, on the Thriving Equine Professional, really have not talked a lot about this diagnostic space. And so that's where we had a mutual connection that put us in touch I always do like to highlight those stories that as I have you as a guest on The Thriving Equine Professional, I've not known you a long time. And so I am always in search of thriving equine professionals like yourself. And so building these connections is as much a part of our journey as anything can be as we continue to grow in our careers and, and develop our network and those kinds of things. So I knew that when we first talked and connected, we both did have that history history with, uh, you mentioned IHSA, which is the Intercollegiate Horse Show Association and riding competitively. I think you rode competitively through high school as well as college and how important those experiences can also be to the longevity of our career and the connections that we have. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that, um, just real quick on that, when I, I rode high school as well for, it was called OSET, so Oregon High School Equestrian Teams, and that was when I went to Lake Oswego High School, and I think I told you, Jody, we, I, I did a lot of cattle events, uh, like team penning, but also reining and Western Pleasure, um, and got to ride a lot of different great horses, but, um, I remember one time at, during one of those events, somebody yelled from the audience, there's no cows in Lake Oswego, and, which is true. There are no cattle in Lake Oswego, Oregon, winning that uh, team penning event and got the fastest time. So uh, kind of funny to, to think about that. But I can still, you know, here to this day, one of my trainers, she's amazing. I haven't talked to her in many years, but her name's Vicki Steinmetz, and she really, I think, taught me from an early age what kind of it means to be cowgirl tough. I can hear her in my ears sometimes being like, come on, Madison, let's go. But she really was the true uh, definition of grit 
and uh, definitely pushed me sometimes uh, beyond my limits. And I thought, I, you know, almost to a breaking point where it's like, all right, drop your reins, drop your stirrups. You're just going to use your muscles today and, and ride this horse, which is a really hard thing to do and just control a 1200 pound or 1100 pound animal with your, your legs. But she definitely helped me, you know, build that strength, I think internally. And then, and then really trust an animal and have, you know, full, a true connection, which I think is even plays a role today as far as teamwork and, you know, trust and even with humans, with people as well. But um, she was a pretty amazing, amazing lady. But um, yeah, I know you want to talk about uh, kind of diagnostics too. But um, after my time at MWI, I left MWI. It was a great experience. Left there after I moved from Oregon to North Carolina with my husband. And then actually a Baxis had an opening in Eastern North Carolina. And that was in 2017. And I was so passionate about diagnostics. During my time at MWI, as I've shared, that I had to take the opportunity to really become an expert in diagnostics and learn kind of what that takes. And so it was a great experience at Abaxis working for them. And I learned so much about point of care and diagnostics and analyzers. And then through through that experience, Abaxis ended up getting acquired by Zoetis. And then I ended up being with Zoetis. And that also um, was a great experience as well, t- selling point of care and reference lab as well. Yes. And I think there are so many, and and maybe it's just me because I've always, I'll be the first to tell you, Madison, that from early on, I'm like, oh my goodness, I am not qualified to sell diagnostics. That does, Those terms don't roll off my tongue, but I do think there are a number of students who have no idea the career opportunities that exist in diagnostics. So why don't you break that down for us and tell us more about where you are now and what a career in diagnostics really looks like. And you talk about reference lab and you talk about point of care. So let's paint a picture for our listeners that might not have a real good idea of what it means to be on the diagnostic side of animal health. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So diagnostic, I mean, right now, Every pet owner has to go to a veterinarian to get blood work, urine, fecal, any of that stuff, skin, biopsy, anything that has to be done at a veterinarian. And so from a sales standpoint, I mean, this is something that is so important and it's a way that really you can be very consultative and helping these amazing veterinarians really provide diagnostics that help them diagnose their patient and help them ultimately treat their patient and just providing the value there. And that's what I love the most about diagnostics is it just makes a huge difference. I mean, there's a lot, a lot to know and a lot of uh, moving parts for sure. But like here at Ellie, so as I shared earlier, I'm the director of sales from the East at Ellie. And so at Ellie, we believe in changing the status quo of diagnostics and really enhancing our impact on the veterinary community with our industry-leading products that are designed to make the lives of veterinarians easier. And because of that, 
We are the number one independent reference lab in the country, and we are trusted by veterinarians in every state. And this is so important. And because we're because we are the number one independent reference lab, we have this advanced technology with our amazing lab in Louisville, Kentucky. We have these innovative lab reports. We have fast turnaround time. We have industry leading member pricing and we have our white glove customer care and support from really the industry's top experts. And that's what is just makes me so excited about diagnostics in general, because like here at Ellie, we're just able to really make a difference for veterinarians with their day to day and just make, make their lives easier and just provide a lot of value when it comes to when they're diagnosing their own patients. It's definitely a very unique space to be in. Yeah. It's the culture. Yeah. The culture. Exactly. Yeah. The culture of where you are, I think is really when I was having conversations with Joe, who was our mutual connection. And he's like, Jody, you have to talk to Madison. And then we got on the phone and connected. It's the culture. It is what I hear in your voice that I want to share with our listeners. And so the brand passion, and I do want you to kind of tell our listeners what that means. And through your career journey, we get to a point where we really recognize culture and how impactful and important it is, the team that we work with and what we're working towards. So talk to us a little bit about why Ellie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, why Ellie? Because, well, first, I mean, we're definitely blazing our own path in animal health. I mean, like I shared, we're changing the status quo. Ellie Diagnostics is doing things completely different than any other diagnostic company, which is super unique and honestly refreshing to our veterinary customers uh, because there are just other options out there. And really just story of how Ellie was founded is so unique. I mean, it started, uh, we'll give our, our CEO a little shout out, Mark DeCourcy. So he's our CEO and founder of Ellie and he is a pet owner. He, his dog's name is Ellie. And she's a, a 16 year old, uh, cute little thing. And that is why he founded the company was because of his own dog and taking her to the vet. And he just wanted more information when it comes to diagnostics and more kind of pet owner friendly information too, to help him provide better care for his own pet and improve her well-being long-term. And uh, which is so unique. It's, I think it's just such a, cool story to be able to talk to veterinarians about because that is so that is something that not really many companies can do and say you know hey this is why we were founded we're pet owners too and that's where this all started and it really resonates with our customers for sure but then also the people at LE I mean that that is massive we just have the most amazing team um you know Joe Warder, he's uh, the other the other director of sales for the West, as you know, and Joe's awesome. And we have this incredible leadership team and my, our um, chief commercial officer, Pat McCarthy, he's been in diagnostics for a very long time, a wealth of knowledge. And so we mean it when we say, you know, we have the industries, some of these amazing experts here at Ellie that really just look at 
all things, um, all angles, and really it just all comes back to what is the best for the veterinarian? What do these customers deserve? And then we're able to deliver on that because we just have uh, truly just amazing horsepower here in terms of our team. Yes. And I think that, you know, is really worth repeating because throughout the episodes that we have in the past, we talk a lot about that and really seeking out the right culture for you when you are searching for a job, whether it's your first role, whether it's you're a tenured animal health professional and you're looking to make a change. It really is about pairing culture. And I think that really is worth repeating often. So we start to pay attention to that because I think then we can make this transition for you to balancing all of that. When I call life balance, because I refuse to pit the two words work and life against one another, but I call it life balance because I do think it's all encompassing of our roles. It is our career or our job role. It is our your roles include being a mom and being a wife and an animal health professional. So let's jump over to that conversation, Madison, and talk about balancing it all. You have grown up, if you will, quote unquote, in this industry and become a wife and a mom while being an animal health professional and while growing your career as an animal health professional. How do you do it? Yeah, absolutely. I love that question. How do I do it? It is uh, not easy, I will say. And I, I do want to share, I think, so during my time actually at Zoetis, I decided to go back to school. So I went, I enrolled at North Carolina State University and ended up earning my master's of animal science. And so super proud of that. It was no easy task by any means, took a lot of dedication, discipline, grit, and very hard to balance it all because I had a full-time career at Zoetis at the time. And then I also was a new mom. I kind of joke and say I started, because it actually it is true, but I started at NC State pregnant with my first child, who's now four, my little boy Weston. And then I, when I finished grad school, and ended up walking across the stage at NC State for graduation. I was actually newly pregnant with my second son, uh, and his name is Colt. So yeah, Colt and Weston, I guess that's my nod to the West and my equestrian roots. I had to name my boys after that. But but yeah, it is, it is hard, and it, it takes a village for sure. And I mean, there's definitely were many days that I want and even to this day where it's like, you know, this is tough. Uh, today's not not easy. I got a lot on my plate. I've got to, you know, do this at this time, be there for my team, make sure I get to swimming lessons on time, like to, tonight we, we need to. And I mean, my husband is definitely one that's incredibly supportive. I can't do any of this without him. So, and he also has a, a big, big career as well. So we definitely work together as a team. Uh, my parents, my in-laws are all super supportive, but then even just people in the community between my uh, boys' schools and that and friends, you know, you really, if the saying of it takes a village, I mean, it really does take a village to do it all because you can't, I mean, you can't do it all. It's not possible. And there's days, I mean, that I definitely feel like, okay, I'm a better 
colleague than a mom. And maybe I'm, some days I'm a better mom, you know, better colleague. So it's definitely the balance is, and I love that you say that it's not, um, as far as how to, how to balance it, it's not easy. And there's a song that I hear a lot. Uh, it's called Hold On. And it's, it talks about hold on just a little bit longer. I know it's going to be okay. These days are going to make you stronger and you'll find purpose in the pain. And I definitely feel that because I think I'm one of those people I love to challenge myself and really push myself. And I always see the light at the end of the tunnel. So even like going through grad school, even though it's hard to to sit down and I remember the first 10 page paper I had to write and it was like on quantitative genetics and beef cattle and oh it was so hard to do but I got through it and I just you know was determined that hey you know this is going to be worth it in the long run and I feel like it is but yeah I mean it, it really takes a lot of people you know in your village to be able to to do all these all these things and do try to do them well the importance of connections, right? And again, you just bring up so many valuable insights and direction because it does take a village no matter what we're doing and building those connections personally and professionally. And Madison, it's almost something we've gotten a little bit away from. And over the past few years, I think that we have put too much hustle into our everyday and we're all trying to achieve maybe a little too much and we're trying to be independent achievers whereas we are really made to be collaborative thinkers and accomplishing anything we want to accomplish personally and professionally truly does require us to have some connections and with that comes vulnerability And so you bring up some really great points. I love that you've repeated the word grit. That one is a really important word to me, especially this year. I think that that was, that's been my favorite business book I've read this year. It was a a book called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. And I think that is really exactly what you're talking about. So the other thing that I think of as you kind of tell that story, and I love the words that you use, but doing hard things makes life simpler. Some people will say doing hard things makes life easier, but I love the word simple, kind of like I I love the word joy instead of happy, but doing hard things makes life simpler. And that's really, I hear that in that kind of part of your journey as you achieved that while building your family, you were also investing in yourself for your career. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think it comes down to, too, like just knowing, because for everybody, it's going to be different, like what motivates each person. And I know I work with my team on that too. But for me, it's my little boys and my husband, you know, I do anything for them for for all my boys, even my dogs. But you know, that's what keeps me going. And it's like, yeah, this is hard, but it's worth it because it's it's ultimately for them. And that's what really motivates me. You know, even even going through grad school and everything, I want to be able to tell them, tell Weston and Colt when they're a little bit older to understand like, yeah, hey, school's important and your education definitely is important. And if that means, you know, going back (laughs) to school in kind of the the earlier part of your career, it's worth it. Yeah, it takes a lot of people to motivate you and 
and encourage you to do that. And I mean, even to this day, I definitely have several people in my tribe, whether, um, you know, they're at LA Diagnostics or in my family or friends or in the community, you need those people that you can go to and say, hey, this is tough or, and lean on them and have those people that say, hey, you can do this. You're going to be fine. Keep going. It's, it's going to be okay. You need to, to hear that sometimes to keep, to keep pushing yourself to go forward. And because it's, you can't just, you can't do it on your own. So, and I've definitely learned that through all of this. Yes. (laughs) We sometimes learn that the hard way. And so that's as as important as learning things the easy way, if there is such a thing, but learning things the hard way is oftentimes more impactful. I am a learn by doing for sure. Now, when we talk about that, and I hear so much of your story and your evolution personally and professionally has to impact you as a leader. So you are leading a sales team. And I always like to ask about a day in the life of you, but let's start with a day in the life of your sales team that is what I call boots on the ground. And then we'll get to talking about a day in the life of Madison as the director of sales in the East for Ellie. But let's talk about your team and what it looks like to be a diagnostic sales professional calling on on accounts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we have an awesome team. Uh, Joe and I say that we have a team of unicorns. They are all amazing and they all bring so much to the table and they all really come from animal health, which I think is awesome. And just from a, a variety of different backgrounds in animal health, but still that common denominator. So yeah, day in the life. So all of them are out there. We have diagnostic growth managers, and then we have diagnostic account managers. So our diagnostic growth managers, they're um, essentially outside sales. So they're out there and they all have their own territories. And so they're talking to customers every single day about Ellie, um, whether they're current customers of ours or prospective customers, they're out there and really um, sharing the Ellie story as far as how Ellie was founded by Mark and what we're doing today with our lab and our test menu and just what we're able to offer veterinarians. And then our diagnostic account managers, they work really closely. They're all a team. We're very collaborative around here. So our diagnostic account managers work with our diagnostic growth managers and the, um, we abbreviate it because we love our abbreviations, you know, here in animal health, um, the DAMs is what they are. So they're um, inside sales. And so they uh, collaborate with everybody. They talk to our existing customers and also prospects and just make sure everybody's doing good as far as that high level customer experience and really be very in tune with the day-to-day needs of those customers and making sure they're supported and they're getting excellent lab results. They're getting uh, great turnaround times and, and all those, those things are kind of firing on all pistons. And so it's a really close knit team, even though we're all over the country. And so we can support all of our customers across the United States, but the team is still very connected on a day-to-day even with our, from our logistics team, our lab team, our, we have uh, veterinarians that work for us. And 
it's all, um, everything's just very in sync, which I think is really cool because that also bleeds over to what we're able to offer our customers with having this very um, close-knit culture and just really high-level customer experience for them. So that's kind of their um, day-to-day. And I love that. And only one more question for the sales team. I would love for our listeners to hear if you have roles that are specific to equine or is it across species that our sales teams are working? Yeah, great question. Yeah, so we have, so it's actually across species right now. So we focus on companion animals. So cats and dogs mostly, and then We just launched equine this year. So we added equine to our test menu. So we have an equine specific test menu, which is super exciting. So we're now able to offer um, and work with not only companion animal practices, but also mixed animal practices with our seeing equine and companion animal or uh, equine specific only practices as well. And so we're able to talk to those veterinarians now, which is super exciting. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to make sure that we pointed that out because again, I think it speaks back to your message on versatility and you have painted a picture of your journey that is really reflective of your ability to be versatile. And the more of that experience and willingness and enthusiasm that we bring as a lifelong learner, to your point, then the more opportunities we have as especially young people, again, making the student to professional transition or making making some early career shifts and looking for different roles. So I wanted to make sure that we pointed that out and um, and people understood that as well. So let's jump over to a day in the life of Madison as now the director of sales. You have spent a number of years in the field. You came from those shoes. You have grown through your animal health journey. And so what does it look like for you today to be able to lead a sales team? Yeah, love love that question. Um, so so it's it's a really great experience, and I definitely talk to my entire team on a day to day basis, and, or um, with them. So I think too, just like you said, Jody, but that's what I love the most is I'm able to help the team with the experiences I've had in the field and what I've learned about diagnostics over the years and really share, kind of do a knowledge transfer, so to speak, and help them. And Joe and I, you know, both as the director of sales for the East and then Joe for the director of sales for the West, we are super collaborative with our team. Like we want to be involved with them all the time as far as working with customers, working on prospective customers, and just really kind of getting our hands dirty, so to speak. And also being boots on the ground with them is so important to their success, to our customers' success, to the success of Ellie. So we're very involved at just the heartbeat of it all because, um, you know, that's what it comes down to is the sales team because they're directly connected to our customers and our customers' needs and making sure we, like I'm in sales, you know, like all of us, I love to talk, but it's important, you know, so important that Joe and I listen to the team and and we do and and hear what they're running into and what their customers needs are. And then that way we can 
pivot and adapt as a company as well and really just make sure we are offering solutions that really our customers need. So yeah, I mean, the day-to-day at Ellie as a, a director of sales is definitely definitely busy, but in, in the best way because we're just have, having so much fun and so much momentum with Ellie Diagnostics. There's definitely a lot of moving parts, uh, but it's exciting and our team has grown. I mean, we, we've grown since I've been here. We did this uh, commercial expansion. And so we added all of, all of the people we have now, essentially, so we could really just better serve our customers and improve our reach with, with veterinarians in states across the country. So it's just a, it's been a great it's been a really great experience to be here for sure. And I definitely feel very honored, you know, to be one of the directors of sales with Joe and, and that our, our executive leadership team is, is really awesome. So it's been great. Awesome. I love that. Truly a thriving professional, a thriving equine professional, but really it's a, you're a thriving animal health professional. And I can't thank you enough for sharing so much of your journey and your current role and the passion that you have for the brand that you are representing. And so as we wrap up, Madison, are there any final thoughts or words of wisdom maybe that you might share with our audience who are really many of them considering careers in animal health and don't know where to start and others that are in the animal health profession, but potentially looking for opportunities. Any final words that you would share? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I would just say, you know, definitely use LinkedIn. That's a great platform. Um, You know, animal health is a big industry for sure. There's a lot of big, amazing companies but it also is extremely close knit. As you know, Jody. it is a big industry, but it's also small. So I would say, you know, leverage that network, find somebody in animal health and lean on them. I guarantee there's somebody out there, whether that's diagnostics, pharmaceuticals, what have you, that if you find one person that you can lean on, that will help you break into the industry and find an opening. It's a growing industry. There's always a ton of opportunities around here, uh, which is awesome. And so it's really just about leveraging that network for sure and finding somebody like what I experienced that really can take you under their wing, kind of teach you the rope and mentor you. And then, you know, eventually you spread your own wings and fly and and find that fit in animal health. But it's a great industry. I've definitely enjoyed my experience growing up in this industry and working for some really incredible companies over the years. Amen. Music to my ears, Madison. So much of that. And and so really driving those connections, as you mentioned, seeking out mentorship, many of which, if you've listened to some previous episodes, I talk about mentors and champions and heroes and how important that is to our journey. And Madison, you mentioned LinkedIn. I know that is hugely important to both you and I, and that's where we made our initial connection. And so I encourage our listeners to 
reach out to you. I always ask my guests beforehand, and that is my preference that you are willing to be a connection for our listeners as they have questions about what you've shared today. So I will say that obviously our listeners can find me on LinkedIn, Jody Lynch Findlay, and Madison Odomerick also on LinkedIn. I will share your link on our show notes as well. Is there anything else you want to share with us? The How can we follow Ellie? Where should we connect with Ellie Diagnostics? Yeah, I love that. Yes, you can definitely follow Ellie on LinkedIn. We are on all social media, including Facebook and Instagram and our incredible marketing team. I do have to give a little shout out to her, Alex. She's amazing. And we are definitely have a very strong presence, especially on LinkedIn. So I think we sometimes have daily posts um, just about, you know, what's going on at Ellie. Great things for our customers. And that's a great way to keep up with us in addition to any career openings that actually we may have at at Ellie. That's a great way to, to follow us. Fantastic. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on and really kind of unpacking the diagnostic opportunities that are in animal health for our listeners today. Madison, thanks for being here with us. And for our thrivers, you can find us back here same time next week. And please be sure to connect with both of us on LinkedIn. Have an amazing day. Thriver, I hope this episode inspired and empowered you to keep growing. If so, I'd be so grateful if you hit that share button and send it to your tribe so they can thrive too. And while you're there, please leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so everyone can find the show. I love to know what keeps you listening, especially if I'm at the barn with you. I'll meet you back here same time next week. Cheers, Jody.